1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers
0: is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna.
1: Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to, right now. Welcome to the BloodandMud.com podcast, this is episode 86 and a bit it's a bonus episode alert. I haven't got me sound cards, I have got me claxon to send off, but that, that's what I would do. Welcome along everyone, as per usual, I'm Lee Calvert, the editor of bloodandmud.com, and over there is...
0: Hello, I'm Robbie Owen, um, I'm filling in as the, like, if Josh isn't here, I'm the sort of token Slightly Miserable Ospreys fan, sat in the corner.
1: Yeah, you have to find them, there's a little market you can go to, <laughs> like yeah, a special eBay for miserable, sort of Ospre- miserable Ospreys fans.
0: The, the number of them has shot up dramatically this season <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's not going well but there we go so not I'm going to so- try and prevent this becoming 40 minutes of shouting Tandy out but there we
1: go Yeah. those of you who read the bloodandmud.com website will know that Robbie's been writing some stuff on there so not satisfied with pissing off everybody who reads the blog <laughs> with some of the yeah. great stuff he's been writing he fancies coming on here and getting on people's nerves as well so welcome yeah. Robbie <laughs> you can sorry get... about that yeah, well, I wouldn't be sorry I think it's brilliant <laughs> uh, You can get in touch with the pod, if you didn't know already, at Blood and Mud, that's me. How do people get in touch with you on Twitter?
0: At Squidgy Goat on Twitter. Squidgy Goat, all one word. Yeah, Squidgy Goat. There's no story behind it. I just thought it sounded funny.
1: (laughs) Okie doke. Well, we'll let people be the judge of that, but there you go. So it's a big weekend of international rugby coming up, so we thought we'd do a bit of an episode to cover that and to be a bit of a bonus on all of that kind of stuff. Before we get into the big game previews, uh, I'm not gonna, mm. we're not going to cover the Italy game because I can't mm-hmm. be bothered. But the bottom line, what I will cover, is that Yule got in touch on Twitter and said some good news for the weekend is that Ian McKinley's been included in the Italy squad, mm. which is great. Great story, great for him. You know, Always good to see somebody playing in glasses. Yes. There's not many sports yeah. you can play with glasses. Badminton. Uh, darts. Darts. You can with. Breaststroke. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know people can do breaststroke with glasses on, can't they? In the swimming, but yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. something. But it's great to see that rugby's been included now because football yeah. got included with Clarence Seedorf, <laughs> and now you've got the rugby's included with Liam uh, McKinney, which is good.
0: Team, yeah, but also, Dean Budds in the Italian team, which is bizarre because I didn't realise it was Italian. Dean Bud. oh, was he? Who was, a, yeah, he was a slightly underwhelming hairy Kiwi fella who suddenly decided he's Italian now. Apparently, qualified two years ago, but they've just realised. And stuck him in the team. What is
1: um, so, yeah. What I will say about that whole thing about used to be another note. No, now we all know Ian McKinley and where he's from. but yeah. Did you see the headline on Pundit Arena for this? No. Well, this is what the headline said, and this is verbatim: Irish outside half named in Italy matchday squad to play to play Fiji. <laughs> That's not the case anymore, is it? Well that's the thing. I mean, you know, we all know where they come from, and we all yeah. know you know, we every every nation's been on this roller coaster and played this game, mm. so let's not get too carried away. But the fact yeah, all right, you could have put that in the opening sentence, maybe, you know, mm. former Ireland whatever. But no, actually, in the headline seems a little bit seems a little bit rough to me.
0: And not former Irish Irish. Yeah, no, that's yeah, not that. even former,
1: Still no. person who is still really completely Irish is playing for Italy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. Right then. To the matches. Mm. Shall we start with England? Because I'm John Inverdale yes. now.
0: Yes. Let, let's True start. Let's comments.
1: let's talk about England. England are playing Argentina on Saturday. Argentina, a team that are probably so overtired that they are probably in a sort of permanently living in a waking fever dream, mm. and yet you are expected to play a, a game of rugby on Saturday.
0: You feel like you remember when the Lions played that one game in Hong Kong, yes. and they stopped to have little water breaks in between because it was so hot.
1: And standing by gigantic fans. Yes,
0: yeah. I feel like Argentina games should now have, like every 20 minutes, little breaks for them to have a nap. Because <laughs> they've earned it at this point. Like They should just yeah. stop and have a lie down.
1: Yeah, Blessing. yeah. well, that's the comments on the game, this, about this weekend's game. Augustine Creevy yeah. actually said, Estamos muy cansados, queremos dormir por hace dos semanas, por favor, por favor, por favor, <laughs> is what he said.
0: I failed Spanish GCSE, so...
1: <laughs> well, anybody out there who could see... I know we have actually got some Spanish-speaking listeners, so you can mm. tell me if I, my learned-by-cassette Spanish five years ago <laughs> is still something that, that works. So, yeah, you're quite right. Henry Slade is in the England mm. team in a new-look midfield partnership, which is actually quite interesting to look at Henry Slade and Jonathan Joseph. Two, mm. two pacey ballers, really.
0: I think... There's there's something interesting in the fact that both England and Wales have gone with this sort of ball playing twelve. Um, and there's been well, we'll find of
1: out. if It's interesting. Books. It's interesting to well, look yeah. at, but we'll soon find out, won't we? But yeah, especially yeah. with with Wales. But yeah, no, it is interesting. Oh, yeah. And and of course Slade, he plays twelve a bit. He, but most he's played ten, or he gets played. At, he plays twelve 13. a bit for Exeter, doesn't he? He plays thirteen yeah. a lot. But. but uh, I think there's sort of
0: there's a thing people lump a lot of ball playing twelves in together, and I think there's actually different types of it. Um, mm-hmm. And Slade's this weird sort of hybrid of you look at Owen Williams um, yes. in the world, not to get ahead of ourselves, but yeah. who is more of a distributor and sort of gets the ball wide as opposed to perhaps a uh, Hernandez or who obviously be opposite of him um, or Ashley Beck or whoever who sort of just drops the ball off and sort of is more about bringing plays in on him. Um, and Slade's somewhere in between, which I think he's sort of interesting player to watch because I can't quite work out who he is. I guess. I can't easily put him in a box. Well, I
1: think that's been his problem as well. I think because yeah. people can't work out who he is, it becomes it's the you know what you might call the JHS, the James Hook syndrome of uh, where they <laughs> actually go? But it, yeah, I think he, the thing about Slade is I I've seen him live a couple of times now, mm. and he is one of those players that kind of transcends normal views of the game. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get too carried away here. Or but mm. what I mean is is that when you watch him play, you go. He really does move in a different way to everybody else that's on the field. There yeah. is something different about the way that he plays, and I'm and I actually genuinely think he's great. As a, you know, mm. I know I can be miserable on here, but as, it, as a rugby fan, I love people like Henry Slade. That's what you want to watch the game for. Mm. That and the Samson Lee first receiver pivot, obviously. But so that's, that, that's <laughs> kind of that's how it goes. So yeah, so that's going to be quite interesting. Um, speaking of Henry Slade. I did a thing the other week where I said that his hair looked like painted polystyrene. And I said to people out there, have you got any ideas of what Henry Slade's hair looks like? Well, none of you came up with anything. So I've, so I've come up with a couple of things of what I think Henry Slade's hair looks like. Here's one. He looks, his hair looks like an overknitted beanie.
0: <laughs> See, I don't think it's so much a beanie. I don't think it's... I'm, I agree, his hair doesn't look like it's made of hair. It
1: no, sort of yeah. looks like
0: it's Do you remember those sort of Hulk smash hands you used to get? Yeah, the big green ones. are made a noise. Yeah, 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 He looks like it's made out of whatever material made those out of. That's that's what I think. Henry. Henry Slade with
1: like. your hair like rubberized hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, or he's, I think his hair. Or it could look. He looks like his hair looks like it's the offcut from from a peripheral Muppet. <laughs> I can see that. You're like a crowd that, scene yeah. Muppet, and he's to pan to the crowd, and they'd be singing along. <laughs> yeah. Like a dark. Looks like it's been cut off and stuck on his head.
0: <laughs> or i mean the other thought is like he's looked like he's gone into the barbers with a photo of morrissey but the barber recently heard that morrissey voted leave and can't quite bring himself to replicate the style exactly so has gone as close as he can while still keeping Slade on as a as a regular customer that's like <laughs> that's how i feel he'd look either that or it's like there was a pe- period in the mid noughties and i think henry said generally looks a bit like when they tried to bring Action Man more in line to the teen market and to make it more down with the kids and they redesigned him to look a bit like Henry Slade. And I thought that when he was in
1: his under twenties and I think that to this day and that includes his hair. That's probably very true actually, yes. He looks like a millennial action man.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's Henry Slade's hair. There you go. Back to the game. What is this to look forward to in this game? Now, what well, we talked about Slade, we talked about George. For me, you've got you've got the Underhill thing going on, mm. haven't you? Sam yeah. Underhill's making his start, and also Sam Simmons is on the bench. Mm. Ellis Genji's on the bench. All of that looks pretty uh, enticing for me.
0: Yeah, like Sam Underhill as a sort of a magnificent bastard, as he became sort of in that in time at the Ospreys and then continuing sort of from what I've seen of him. Um, yes at Bath, in that he's someone that's just very hard to play
1: against. Yeah, I mean, it would be awful. Yes. Oh, yeah. It would be. It would be, oh, I, shit, I have to run at him again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, nine stone and, like, five foot seven. Like, so I'm, playing at anyone is difficult for me, but someone <laughs> like, like Sam Underhill, who is this sort of player, the, and there's something about his face as well. I sort of look and think, I would hate playing against you. You look just nasty enough. That you would hurt me, but not sufficiently nasty that I'd have reason to genuinely hate you as a
1: man. That's almost a perfect cocktail in a rugby player, isn't it? Yeah. I can inflict pain, but you'll still kind of like me and want to be my friend. (laughs) That's what they're all aiming for. (laughs) That's what they're all aiming for. Yeah, so Sam Underhill, and he's going to be up against some pretty hard bastards in the Argentina team as well. Because mm. obviously, because that's the other thing. Underhill has to be aware of the fact that that Thomas Lavanini may go full kill switch engage on him. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's... going to do it on somebody at some point. Oh yeah, so it could <laughs> be him that he goes for.
0: Lavanini's now one yellow card off equaling the world record for most yellow cards, and I
1: mean, he's only like twenty four or something. That Eighteen so he's months break... into his international career, that's yeah. brilliant. I didn't know that. That's amazing. He's, he's one
0: behind. I think mean, Marco Bortolami. is the all-time top yellow carded person. He's one really, of it.
1: Really, wasn't even nasty. Was that just because he just oh. kept getting in the way?
0: <laughs> I, yeah. He <laughs> for Italy for that long.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, it was just a time-in thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, he just happened to be there in the way. A few reps went, no, oh, and off you go
1: for 10 minutes. <laughs> Is that you again? Uh, Are you still here, Bottle army? Have a yellow card yeah. for still being here. <laughs> you should have retired 10 years ago. You can at least go for 10 minutes. Yeah, you have a yellow card for making me forget you still play. <laughs>
0: yeah. He probably is
1: still going. I've got no idea. I don't know what Bartolo Bortolami's doing. Good player, though, actually. Solid, yeah. very solid player. Mm. He was at Gloucester, wasn't he, as well, for a while? Mm. Uh, yeah. so that's what to look forward to. Also, that's what we've got. We've, you mentioned the point about everyone should have, you'd have a break to have some naps. Yes. Because yeah. they can't do that, I think what you are going to have to look forward to is a few Argentinian players breaking out into sort of heaving sobs after they get penalised <laughs> yeah. because they're actually trying to get some shut-eye by line on the rock for a couple of minutes. <laughs>
0: That's probably going to happen. That's one way of dealing with it, yeah. Or they could just, every time they go for like a miracle offload and dive at the floor, they could just have a little nap there.
1: Because oh, they it could, is... it could, Well, that's going to happen as well, isn't it? Maybe that's oh, what yeah. it is. Maybe that's why they keep doing all the... Because yeah. people say, what is the reason why when they build a perfectly structured attack, they always <laughs> manage to totally ruin it by doing something stupid. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. They just go, oh, God, I'm just so knackered. I just need to get rid of this <laughs> ball and have a kick.
0: I'm at the point of worrying about Argentine players now. Like, I think it's probably offloading is probably so deeply ingrained in them that it's a, it's it's not a it's a habit rather than a choice. Like, they can't. I worry that they'll walk through the supermarket and like they'll just randomly chuck mangoes at each other at <laughs> the back of their hands. It's
1: like, like a, it's 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 like a, it's like a dog who's been bred to do like why why Labra- <laughs> Labradors can't prevent themselves jumping into water. They don't know why. Exactly. They just do it. That's kind of that's probably what Argentinians <laughs> oh, are going to be doing. Yeah.
0: God forbid one of them has a child and it's just like backhand off the baby to <laughs> their wife. Like, like Hernandez comes in and tries to cross-kick the child into its cot instead of just passing it simply when he could do that or walking four
1: steps. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah, the most complicated option. You can imagine when the adult sa- the, ch- the child safeguarding social worker comes around. Well, what, what did you do that for then? <laughs> well, I just, I don't know. I just, anytime <laughs> something's slightly ball-sized, I mean, I've, got to, I've got to get rid of it. Well, they'd have to say <laughs> fair dues, wouldn't they? Yeah, you're right. Fair dues. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, Argentina. I mean, seriously, though, I mean, mm. they are going to be knackered. It is their first game on this tour. Mm. They've got so many air miles in. England, although he's rested Farrell and Itoji, mm. and, I don't, and I, think, I don't know if that says so much yeah. about the opposition or says so much about them that he wants to keep them, probably a bit of both. But I just can't see that this is, this is going to be quite a difficult game for Argentina. I think. Even though they have yeah. got some pretty decent, you know, Tucker, let's play, you know, I love. Mm. Um fairly, and his massive cannon...
0: I'm such a fan of Pafelli. I just I quite like hard working wingers and he's <laughs> one of those. He's just he really puts himself about in that he way does. that a lot of wingers don't. A lot of wingers just hang about on the wing and wait for the ball. And no, he works really hard. He gets it out there.
1: And then kicks the ball for hundred and seventy seven meters.
0: <laughs> yeah. It leaves the stadium. It goes back to Argentina. The RMLs after Pafelli's kick has probably got more than the yeah, probably <laughs> got more RMLs on than the actual Argentine team.
1: Yeah, so I do like him. Yeah, it's, he's and So he's playing. Hernandez is the outside half, so basically you know that that's going to be a fuck-up at some point, don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. There was a moment in the... It was the game against South Africa in Argentina earlier this year where Argentina made this sort of fantastic break. They got into 22, and Hernandez had these options. He could either sort of pass... They had, had like a six-man overlap, or he could and walk it in himself. Perfect.
1: The absolute perfect yeah. Argentinian situation, yes.
0: <laughs> and, of course, he goes for the cross-kick and puts it out on the full. <laughs> <ball. laughs> But there's half a second in which you think, "Oh, that's brilliant!" That's brilliant, and then you remember that it's not 2007, and no, it, it goes horribly. Yeah. If
1: it was 2007, he'd have like, he it off his third shoelace and put the perfect spin on it, <laughs> wouldn't he? But it's uh... oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they call him El Margo, don't they? Which is mm-hmm. well, th- I think it's Spanish for magician. But magician. I think we might all be wrong. I think it might be Spanish for for fuck's sake, <laughs> basically.
0: <laughs> Probably. I did fail that Spanish GCC. You, so you have already stated
1: it. that, yes, but I, yeah. it, doesn't, it wasn't covered in... Magician wasn't covered in my tape course, it must be said. <laughs> That's how long ago I did it. It was a tape course, literally. It was cassettes. Wow. You're quite a young man, Robbie. Do you understand what a cassette yeah. is?
0: I've, I've heard of them. <laughs> I, think, I I think they were the ones where you had to wind them or something. Yeah, do, you under, know, is that,
1: do you understand the relationship between a cassette and a pencil? That's the test of how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. So England... Anything else you want to say about England before we go on to predictions?
0: Um, I mean, (laughs) there's always a part of me whenever you ask that question that um, feels I need to censor myself (laughs) about you have anything else to say about the English rugby
1: team. Uh, So let's move on. Prediction-wise, I think it's England by 15 minimum.
0: Yeah, similarly, England 12-15. Like, Argentina will fight for a while, and then they'll die off. But I think
1: this is the perfect chance to have a proper look at whether or not this creative hinge can work. Because I don't think Argentina Mm. are going to, they'll be Argentina. They'll be actually a good, it's a very good first game hit out actually Mm. against a team like Argentina because they will stretch you a bit, but it's a really good chance to have a look at how the likes of Ford could actually meld with Slade because yeah. when last played last playing the centres for England, it wasn't pre World Cup, was it? it was, no, it was over the summer. He played. Oh, of course, he did. Yeah. You know, and he played against Argentina the, again. And but, Argentina, of course, he did. And Argentina are totally bruised from that as well. Yeah. Because if we, if we can beat him with a second stroke, third string team over there, we should have no problems to do it now. But yeah, what's interesting is actually Ben Youngs is still is in the squad again, and mm. Danny Kerr's... I thought I was going to finish on this, but I'm not obviously. Ben, <laughs> ben Youngs is squad, and so is Danny Kerr. Yeah. What do you do? You think? Do you think that whatever we may think about Dan Robson and so on, is it in Jones's mind that they are his World Cup scrum halves and that's the end of it? So we should stop worrying about it.
0: You think so. Yeah, you've got to, like he said that thing earlier this week that eighty um, percent of his World Cup squads already decided, like it's
1: already there. Yeah, bracket. So, and that includes the scrum halves. Close bracket. Yeah, Just stop exactly. banging on about Dan Robson. Actually. Yeah, because <laughs> they're the only ones who pull the push away in, wouldn't they? There's talk sometimes about mm. Chudley and the like, isn't there? I can't see yeah. that being a thing.
0: No. I've always liked um, Will Spencer, it's Harrison's, but he's never really got much game time. I even ben Spencer, sorry, Ben. Yeah. Spencer, Yeah. And I've always, I've always thought he was a very good young scrum off, and he's never really seen much game time premiership, never mind international-wise. And so, I don't know. He's that's, behind Danny Kearney, I
1: suppose, doesn't help. Yeah. Right, so that was England, Argentina. We think England by 15. Hmm. Let's talk about Ireland versus South Africa. So Africa named their, We're recording this on Thursday evening, and I still don't think South Africa have named their team, or have they? Have I missed something?
0: I don't think I've seen it, to be honest, uh, which is ideal, really, to have none of us have seen the team. Yeah,
1: it's perfect. They're definitely the best way to uh, to approach a game. However, we do know the Ireland team, and the mm. Ireland team is uh, has Bundiaki in it and Robbie Henshaw in, which, of course, reunites yeah. the centre-pairing that won the Pro 12, as it was then, for Connacht in that increasingly inexplicable year where they managed to win it. People just... I think it'll be airbrushed out of history that win, I think, eventually. People just go, I don't think that ever really happened.
0: Or it'll be like... like, I I grew up in Nottingham, um, and you can barely hear anyone from outside Nottingham refer to Nottingham Forest as anything but former European champions, Nottingham Forest.
1: (laughs) And it's sort of... Why it's, wouldn't you? What else are you going to talk about? Oh,
0: exactly. There's nothing else going on in Nottingham <laughs> in general.
1: Um, Lots of stag do's because it's very central.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, it's it's pubs and occasional references to former footballing glory, and that's about it. But I feel like Connors going to become that. going to be like, former champions, Connor, back when they had yeah former Pro 12 winner John Muldoon et cetera. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to fall into. It'll be a legend rather than an actual team. Actual. But it that. is.
1: It is. It's been. It's been very unsavory the whole Aki thing. Uh, mm. There's been some a lot of negative stuff about him being Irish, which he is under the rules. So everyone <laughs> wind your necks in. As you said, you know if we go down that road, and nobody's going to come out of this well. Um, so that is. But it is. That's some boom boom centering right there. Then sure, Aki. That's a really something that yeah. I quite look forward to seeing.
0: But I think again, Aki can play the ball. Um, yeah, absolutely. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing, actually, the way that Wales and England are very much looking at that 12 um, as someone that can distribute, whereas Mm. New Zealand, Australia, etc., have moved on to an all-round player, which I think Aki is. I think actually Hadley Parks, um, who's in the Welsh squad, is... um, And I guess Farrell has become slowly over time as well, so it's sort of unfair to lump him in with that. But I think that's the way that things are going. It's away from that. It's more to someone that can do the crash ball and can do the... Mm. um, the, the passing as well and the are kicking and the what have you. And South Africa have named the team. Oh, uh, it? it looks, oh, Peter death the toys at seven, which went so well for them last time they did it. Yes.
1: Well, actually, somebody did tweet me before saying that they'd heard the rumour that was happening after yeah. obviously we had Sean on on Monday, mm. the full episode this week, who was saying what a disgrace it was when he was selected at seven. And now he, <laughs> what he said was, come, would come true, did, has come true where there's too many locks mm. and they're trying to fit them all into one team. So. Don't do that. Don't bother. Just no. pick a seven. Just
0: pick. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's, yes. Not, it's not like Wales where you've got six sevens injured. You can,
1: you can pick <laughs> one. still manage to pick one anyway. The, yeah. so, but we'll get on to that. Uh, Colin McBride got in touch on Twitter and I said, is there anything you wanted us to talk about while we're on here? And he came back and simply said, Rob fucking Carney, <laughs> who's still Aww. in the Island team. I mean, a lot of people are saying the reason why he's in is because the rest of the options have got about six caps between them. But if you're asking me, I'd have Joey Carberry in there every mm. day of the week. Playing at home, he's in great form. He's a great player. And I suppose more crucially, he's not Rob Carney.
0: Yeah. I'd quite like Stockdale. He's on the wing. Um, looked very good at fullback for the end of 20s Back, what, a year ago, whenever it was he was playing? Yeah, true, like yeah. Two months ago, he's still very really young. Um, but yeah, I, I think he could be the fullback going forward. Um and I've, I've never really been a big... Since that sort of 2009 Lions tour, I've always been a bit not that fond of Rob Carney in the way that he will... You throw any dummy towards him and he will always go for the man <laughs> without the ball. It's just a universal fact. Yeah, He's him, so and Dave are,
1: him, and, him and Dave, the baffled puffin Carney, his brother, are the, the brains trust <laughs> of the outfit, aren't they? <laughs> mm. uh, so the Island team, Keith Earls is injured. Josh, yes. Josh is not here. He'd be delighted. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be delighted about it being injured, just not having to look at him this weekend. He'd be delighted about But I'll it's a blame. decent team. Is Jack mm. Conan injured? I don't know that. Is Jack Conan I, injured? But they've got so many good
0: back rowers that they don't necessarily need someone like Jack Conan to sit in the team. And that's the kind they, of point I'm making.
1: Fair. I think that if he's injured, yeah. they think, well, fair enough. But the fact that he's left out when you give him, uh, just gives you an, an indication of, of where they're at in terms of team. So the team's Carney, Conway, and Shoraki. Stockdale, who's looked great. Sexton and Murray. Mm. Healy. Keane Healy's quietly come back to looking yeah. something reasonable, hasn't he? He's sort of slipped back in there. Rory Best as captain again. Uh, Tyke Furlong, Ian Henderson, Devin Toner, Peter O'Malley, Sean O'Brien, CJ Stander. That's not bad, is it? It's a that's, useful team. That's really not bad. <laughs> that's probably in terms of maybe apart from Andrew Conway, that's probably. I, yeah.
0: It's
1: probably about I, the, the most settled and sort of team that would despise you most confidence when you look at this weekend I've look,
0: said absolutely like they, they look like that's not far off the team they'll play in the World Cup they're probably not Conway, Anderson, Conway yeah. but that looks like their team going forward I think actually just on Andrew Conway just because I mentioned Andrew Conway like I I've mentioned the, watching under 20s rugby a lot actually weirdly um but I remember seeing him play in the 20s. I remember Rugby World magazine picking him out as one of the... as It was like, they did a thing on one to watch, one for England, yeah, one for yeah, Wales. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was like, it was Duncan Weir, Courtney Laws, um, and then where was this? It was Scott Andrews. And yeah, look how well... Duncan
1: Weir, magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> specialist special teams kicker now. Comes on, boots <laughs> a punt out the pitch, get off.
0: <laughs> Still doesn't have a neck either. Oh no, wonderful. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and then Andrew Conway was Ireland, and I remember looking at that, thinking like, "Oh, he's going to be brilliant." And I was still at this stage of not understanding that the player highlighters as Ireland's one-star player wasn't was <laughs> it was a possibility that he could come to nothing. And so then three years later, I sort of went, "Oh, he isn't. He isn't brilliant." Like I sort of gave up on him.
1: You lied to me, getting... Rugby World. <laughs> yeah, what are you <laughs> doing? I think Paul Williams. Was that your first life lesson, Robbie, when you realised that Rugby that was... World wasn't telling you the truth? <laughs>
0: That was it. Yeah, I haven't listened to a word they've said since. <laughs> not everything they've possibly been written. I
1: don't Andrew Conway's an old man's name. That's what puts me mm. off. <laughs> I can't see past that. It's an old man's name. That is. Mm. Speaking of names, the, the the island bench sounds like a fisherman's catch. <laughs> you know, how would you get on down the uh, down the banks today? John, oh well, I caught a herring, a kilcoil, a killed coin, a couple of ryan's, a rudder, a marmion, a Carberry <laughs> and and you know, and believe it or not, a sweetenham. You don't expect that, do you? <laughs> That's kind of what it seems to sound like to me. That is spot on. That is absolutely what's going on. Uh, the South
0: Africa bench though has a mbongi mbam. M- 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 yeah, b-
1: one of them as well. Yeah, careful. Yeah.
0: Which is something you wouldn't want served up with your with your fish no, afterwards. Indeed.
1: So what I've not seen, I, I can't find it. I need to get because I didn't get this Africa team before we came on, and now I can't mm. see it. Do you want to read it out <laughs> for me? Have you got it in front yeah. of you?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um Andres Kotze at fullback, then Dylan Lades and uh Cortus on the wings, Jesse Creel and Dem- uh, Damien Delante. I've forgotten how to read. Damien uh, De, Ande, yeah. Dylan yeah, twelve. Uh Yarn-Yays and Ross Cronier, mm-hmm. half backs, uh, then we were Malcolm Marks, Usazen, uh Etzabet Captain, Lou Diega, uh back from injury, which is right. fantastic because he's been very good this year. Uh Peter Stef to Toy and then Francois Lowe at eight.
1: That's not which bad either, is it? That, this could be an absolute... Because okay. they've... I mean, apart from the blip with the, which you talked about earlier this week, the blip with New mm. Zealand, they've been... They're on, a, they're, on, they're on an upwards curve, aren't they? And actually coming to yeah. Ireland, Ireland's first game of the year, I think it's be a really good game, actually. It's hard to... I still think Ireland are going to win, though.
0: I do. I can't... But not can't by much. Push,
1: yeah. Five, I think. Mm. Ireland by five. I,
0: like, I feel like it'll be tight and then Ireland will probably score. For some reason, I feel the last five minutes, Ireland will score and make the scoreline look... Uh, less competitive than it was. I feel like they'll sort of pull yes. away in the last sort of five, ten minutes. But I feel like it'll be a good game for most of it and it'll be fairly tight throughout.
1: Yes. So, I mean, it's really good games this week. So when I started looking mm. at this, thinking, you know what? And I looked at what times they roll all on. I think one of them clashes. I can't remember which ones clashes. Two of them are kicking off at three o'clock. But I looked in and I thought, God, this is going to be a great day. This is going to be one of those days where your telly threatens to turn itself off. Because <laughs> you've sat on yeah. the couch and not touched anything for hours, you haven't turned the volume, you haven't turned over nothing. You must be sat there <laughs> watching game after game after game.
0: It's like because you passively look at a television. Why would I need to interact with it? Why yeah. are you, turn Why are you turning off?
1: me off? Yeah, sick. Of, this is this is the, the start of it, you know. This is cyberdyne. So this is how it begins. The telly telling you to turn, turning itself <laughs> off. Acast recommends. Podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new
0: podcast series with me, Claire McKenna.
1: Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including The David McWilliams Podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Wales versus Australia, should we move on to that? Yeah. I can't wait for this game. It's an all new mm. Wales lineup in many ways, so I'm in absolute tenterhook suspense trying to wait and see what fresh new approach they'll find to losing to Australia in a heartbreaking manner. <laughs> because new teams are still going to my money is on this all new slightly ball playing attack stringing Mm. together a beautiful 90 metre move in the last five minutes before the ball kind of bounces off Halame Moss's face he's just come (laughs) off the bench he goes straight to Henry Spade he runs a length of the field half when he tries to tackle him with with his head the wrong side gets (laughs) injured Spade scores everyone starts crying that's how I think it's going to go
0: it's too real I'm I'm already (laughs) welling up it's This, I still sometimes have flashbacks that Curtly Beal try. I sometimes just walking down the street and begin to well up. Like, it's, it's still too much.
1: As Josh um, says, I've tasted every flavour of Wales losing in the autumn to Australia. Yeah. It's, and not even in the autumn. In the summer, in the World Cup. <laughs> just It's I mean, just it's what Wales does. Wales does yeah. close harmony singing and losing to Australia. That's what Wales does.
0: <laughs> but at least they vary. No, they don't even vary the ways they lose it. It's either a hammering in which they make whoever's playing 10 for Australia look like the best player in the world, even if it is all Oh, that, Foley, this is the
1: example. anniversary, isn't it? Of course, Foley's starting again at 10 this year when he was about yeah. to look like a combination of, I don't know, Mark Heller and John Travolta last year, wasn't he? <laughs> and, and, so, yeah, yeah, so it could happen all over again. But actually, see, on a serious note, though, mm. the um, Wales team has got a distinct... Well, there's no Jamie Roberts, is there? That's suppose no. that's the big thing you need to say. The bat line is half Benny Williams, Jonathan Davis... Owen Williams at twelve, Steph Evans at eleven, which is great news for him mm. and for international rugby. I think Dan Biggar and Gareth Davis. Do we think it's going to be any different? Going to be any different though?
0: I, I, I think that's a question. I wonder whether they will. They'll still do Warren Ball, just to do it five meters further to the right because they're sort of they're distributing a bit. They're passing a bit further, so <laughs> yeah. they just crashed the ball. I like love that miles.
1: idea. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's just five meters further from the rock.
0: <laughs> That'll throw them. in a match.
1: I actually went to watch Wales just earlier one year, and that's exactly what they were mm-hmm. doing. They spun the ball probably 12 metres in the rook every attack, and it was the easiest thing in the world to pick out. Yeah, yeah so we'll see how that goes. The, no, the lead into
0: this game reminds me of I think it was the game in 2010 um, when they talked about, oh, this is a new Welsh team. Uh, and you look back on it, and it was, it was Andrew Bishop, um, and it was who, perfectly great player. I, I liked Andrew Bishop, but he was not an international. He was not, you were not going to He's, not, win, one,
1: he's not one for the Hall of Fame, is he? No, he's not. Um,
0: And then Will Harries on the wing, who again, I liked Will Harries, but 18 months later he was playing for Ealing Trailfinders. So (laughs) it's not, that's the sort of worry I've got here. That that, That's the game this reminds me of.
1: So you said Owen Williams could end up playing for Ealing in 18 months. I, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But it's interesting. I mean, what's to look forward to in this game? There's, mm. you know, the whole crumbling in the last five minutes thing, obviously, for, for a <laughs> for, for pure schadenfreude point of view. Josh Navidi's going to get another go at international rugby. Yeah. As well, that's what we look forward to.
0: He, I mean, like, my brother is a very big Josh Navidi fan. Really?
1: Uh, yeah. Really? He, is, he he, just, is he not a rugby fan, your brother? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Josh Navidi, his mum, and my brother are the Josh Navidi fans out there. <laughs> um yeah but he's sort of there's a few times i've tried to say i don't i don't really think he's the perhaps the, the man to lead into this <laughs> um and he swears by him he swears so maybe there may be someone maybe he may come through maybe he may come good um because he again he's a hard-working player and i can appreciate that even if i don't feel he's he is the sixth choice seven um and i think you've got to bear that in mind i guess going into a game against maybe the best seven in the world
1: yes but that's, uh, Tom George got in touch on Twitter mm. and also uh, Van Der Mike got in touch on Twitter. So both saying a, a similar thing in a different way because they're saying, what's this? Sam Cross is in over Thomas Young mm. and also Josh Navidi's in over, over Thomas Young. So really the point is, why isn't Thomas Young in the team, I suppose? Do you reckon it's... Is it something between <laughs> Warren and Di? <laughs> do you think every time no. like, Thomas goes, what do we need to do to get in the team, boss? And Warren goes, ask your dad. <laughs>
0: Have you similarly got like um Bryn Gatlin turning down a contract with Wasps?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Does anybody know if Bryn Gatlin's, you know, not trying to get or trying to get one with Wasps? Yeah. And he's not and he, he's not interested. He says, Well, why not? He says And Dice says, Ask your father. He'll explain <laughs> to you what's going on. There's
0: something going on so there. There's something
1: going on there. Yeah, but Josh Navide I remember we talked about this the other week with Josh as hmm. well, and I said about Navidi going back. And he's not he's not a Josh Navidi fan. And he doesn't <laughs> believe that it should have ever happen again but having said that if you get getting the next the next time you get into is sam cross who only is actually started playing 15 aside at the top level this season yeah. then this is is a, a it's a bit game. of an ask isn't it oh it's a huge ask Yeah, it's, it's, know, this it's, is not france this is not Vakatawa. you can't just drop somebody from seven straight <laughs> to international rugby
0: although he worked in the champions cup the other week it was the best probably an osprey's players played all season and
1: yeah, maybe because
0: he hasn't played for the there's, ospreys
1: there's the tallest pygmy in the tribe problem there, it?
0: yeah that's that's that's
1: that's depressingly
0: true yeah
1: so australia i mean it's interesting to see how australia get on because they seem to be on something of a roll Mm. but they're not a bit like south africa as well i think generally it's moving forward but there's been some stuff to to worry about and the game against japan last week is i don't know that really tells you anything but apart from the fact they let 30 points in which means it's completely (laughs) nailed on for it being 30 or with five minutes to go Heartbreaking, <laughs> hammer mossball in the face, etc., etc. <laughs> so,
0: I can I can wait. I very much can wait.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Australia are favourites, but only narrowly so. If you look at if you look at the bookmakers, so I suppose mm. that's probably about right because it is. It's difficult to know. Yeah, because Gatlin's only just. It's it's so weird with Wales that because Gatlin's only just back, so they've had a year effectively without him. Yeah, so he's back now. They've got new teams in. They've got in quite pivotal positions and you could argue a completely different way of playing, although we will see. Although, they have got Alan Wyn jones back in. Aaron Shingles has been playing great. I don't think he's that much yeah. of a problem at six. Um.
0: Well, I think the one selection in that Welsh pack that bothers me though is Corey Hill on the bench over Seb Davis, who... Yeah, true. I mean, Seb Davis is probably, I mean, he's one of the form players in Wales. He's the best player in that Cardiff team, though again, that's tallest pygmy, etc. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's, he's a player you look at and you think he could be in the Welsh team for the next 10 years. Like he's, he looks very, very prominent. Whereas Corey Hill probably isn't. He's going to be remembered yeah, just as but... the guy from the geography six. Right, yeah, no, but this is the point I was going
1: to make. I think you're forgetting like, that Corey Hill is a lion.
0: Yeah. yeah but this isn't a Lions game. Why is Gatlin messing around putting Corey <laughs> Hill on the bench? <laughs> Christian is serious, Dacey. It?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tom Francis is actually starting now. What's going on? I'm assuming the, the, the beautiful Tangerine Overlord has is, is, is napped himself again, has he? It's either that, or did you see the video of him locking himself out of the stadium? No.
0: The the WRU posts an incredible video of Samson Lee acting,
1: no, which what, is... How, right. How have I not seen this? This sounds like... <laughs> this. Forget Ozark. This sounds like the best television of 2017, <laughs> and I haven't seen it.
0: It's... So, it's like... To, to walk you through it, Samson Lee wakes up. It's the morning of the match. He's overslept. The Walsh bus- team bus has left. So oh, he, he gets in his or- car. I'm already hooked. Go. <laughs> he gets in his car. He has one line, which is something like, come on, come on, as he's <laughs> sort of pacing, trying to try.
1: Oh, that's uh, amazing.
0: He drives along. He turns up outside the gate of the stadium, which is obviously empty. And there's two security guards who don't let him in because security's now tied outside the Millennium Stadium, so you need to be at kick-off sooner.
1: You know what? That's the, incredible. There's so many layers to this. One, <laughs> the, the, there are people that write this stuff and are paid money to do so. And two, <laughs> Samson doesn't seem like the kind of man who'd agree to do something like this. I wonder I wonder <laughs> what, what caused him to do it. Maybe it's contractually you have to do one stupid thing <laughs> on television for the sponsors or for the BBC every year or something. Or maybe if he's they, chilling out. Maybe.
0: If they're contracted to do one stupid thing, that explains an awful lot of what the Welsh team has been doing for
1: the last few... <laughs> Da-da. Da-da. Boom! There, there you go. There's, so, yeah, yeah, Australia have mm. a, a, a Victorian cowboy villain at number six as well, Ned Hammigan.
0: Mm. It's either that or he's just the ARU's work experience kid. <laughs> like, I sometimes struggle to believe he's a professional rugby player.
1: Yes. Stephen Moore's on the bench, which is... <clears throat> You know, I suppose handing yeah. over and everything. Pilotta now is going to run, do what he does quite strongly. What do? You, where do you see this going? Uh, I, we leave it we've aside. Got... My my little vignette. Where do you see it going?
0: That's exactly where I see it going. It might not be Henry Spate, but definitely an Australian player is going to take the ball off Almeyr's face and run the length.
1: Do you think it'll be close to the end? I think it'll be one of them nip and tuck type ones. Actually,
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I I feel like it'll be. One of those, it'll it'll be close for a half, and in Australia, we'll run away with it. I can't see it. I Hmm. see it being reasonably embarrassing, Uh, a bit like last year's game with the Foley and his spectacular ballet moves and his
1: (laughs) nonsense. I don't see it being that bad. Um, Hmm. I suppose if you look at it, it's going to be. I think you just can't see past that back row for Wales. Yeah. Talupe aside, obviously all all yeah. all rules don't apply to Talupe, but the other two. <laughs> then again, he's against Ned Hannigan. But again, Hooper <laughs> and and Sean McMahon. I wonder if Wales might not win enough ball. Mm.
0: That's got to be the worry. It's got to be the worry the the whole game. Like or it'll Kobe be disrupted it. to a
1: point at which they won't be able to do anything new, even if they wanted to. And then they <laughs> and then they're running into Karevi and Kurindrani Yeah, which is what they will do. There won't be enough craft to run around them yeah. yet. If ever. But the point is, there won't be by now.
0: But at least he might run into karanjani rather than Karevi. It might be, there's it's baby steps. Literally baby steps.
1: <laughs> Literally little tiny steps into, <laughs> into him. So there you go. So we think Wales are going to lose that one. You think by a lot. I think by not so much. But there you go. Scotland versus Samoa. Mm. Scotland haven't been this ravaged by absences since the 1918 <laughs> Spanish flu epidemic.
0: That was on my Spanish GCSE. I failed that. <laughs> so you don't know what I'm
1: talking about with that either, do you? No. <laughs> well. It yeah. wasn't actually just in Spain, just so you know. But it was, um, no. yeah. So, yeah. And Samoa are literally playing for their suppers, it would seem, with the horrible yeah. shit that's going on over there.
0: Right. It, it is. And I just want to sort of say that obviously it's terrible for, obviously the players involved there, for Samoa, I suppose, as a nation, as a community, uh, for rugby, I suppose, as a community and for rugby fans. But at the same time, do the kind of people that think Tim Nanai Williams should be playing ten deserve to be paid?
1: <laughs> that's like you know what. Of all the arguments I've heard this week on Twitter, that's probably the strongest ones.
0: <laughs> I, well, thank you. It's it's just it's. I saw that. And I thought it's proper like amateur third team rugby stuff. It's just you've got put your best back at ten and hope for the best. It's like take your player's best in space, and when he's got freedom to play yeah. and put him in the position where he's got no freedom and he's got no real space <laughs> where he's expected to do things for other people rather than running it himself. It's going to be, it's not going to go well, but I don't know in what way it's not going to go well, which would be sort of the fascination watching the game, I guess.
1: Again, going back to, we seem to be saying this a lot about the games. It's not the start mm. Gregor would have wanted this minute. He would have wanted to get his international really. properly going with a full squad, wouldn't he? But so this <laughs> is not what he would have wanted. But when you look at that Spanish... Uh, Spanish? I'm complete, <laughs> I can't stop talking about Spanish things this week. When you look at the Scotland backline, we seem to be saying this a lot all the way through these discussions. It's really interesting to have a look at it. Yeah. Most of the backlines you're looking at as we've gone backwards, are interesting, aren't they? So yeah. This is one I'm quite excited about the weekend and to see what happens yeah. with it.
0: And I think well, the Scotland have picked an entirely Glasgow backline, so they know each other and they know how to play off each other. And, and they and
1: should... they are ballers. They, yeah. they play the ball, you know. Yeah. And um, so the Scot, the Scotland backline is full of proper players, and their forwards mm. are full of people like Daryl Marfo. <laughs> I know nothing about Daryl Marfo I know nothing other than his name. Well, he, that, he is- that's, that says a lot. In that he is mm. just this, you know, second, third string guy for yeah. Edinburgh. But you know what they're supposed to do? They're absolutely ravaged by mm. WP Nell's back, which is nice. Mm. Um, and again, the back, you know, John Barclay, Hamish Watson, Ryan Wilson backline's fine, but you do worry how it's going to hold up in the set piece. Yeah. But, but then again, him. Hamish Watson's playing. So that's my <laughs> Saturday sorted, watching him. Fucking okay, Love him. Of course.
0: Did you see him doing the punditry
1: the other week for the Ospreys-Edinburgh game? I, d- I think I may have done, but I didn't recognise him without the bandage on.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. But he's,
1: it's the first time I've heard him speak. And I was alarmed by the fact he's quite sort of well-spoken and
0: almost posh.
1: Yeah, like, I think I was, he was... Is he from private school in North East or somewhere? Like lo- Did he go yeah. to a private school in London? Or was his But par- well, he's called Hamish, what was his parents? Uh, yeah. I think he was born there, I don't know exactly, but no, I, know I know he went to school in England, I think.
0: I thought he was going to communicate like exclusively in sort of aggressive grumbles. Yeah. Like, I didn't think he'd speak English, never mind sort of well-spoken. Yeah, I'm
1: glad I haven't seen it, because that would really ruin my whole yeah. picture of what he's all about, really. So it's such a difficult time for Samoa, isn't it? I mean, can they mm. just forget about this and get on? I mean, and one, I mean, David, David Lemmy still playing? How is this possible? <laughs> how is David Lemmy still a player? How
0: old is it? He must be hitting forty now. He must be hitting like Felice say, age.
1: Yeah, and you know the thing is, you can, It's fine for them because they don't run much. But <laughs> he does. I'm trying to 35. find out how He's 35. old. Thirty-five. Okay. Thirty-five. God,
0: Which that's is... amazing. Yeah. For a like, top flight winger, I know Sorelli Bobo played until he was like 38, but still, as a winger playing international rugby,
1: that's that's old. What I, what I say is, it's amazing that he's mm. only 35. Yeah. He seems yeah. to have been around since about 1983. <laughs> yeah. So, but obviously, he hasn't been. But you must have started mm. young, I'm guessing.
0: He was playing at the Western Samoa team when it wasn't even the whole of Samoa. Like, he was as, still as was the out. Went, there.
1: Yeah. So there you go. So that's scotland Samoa. So what do we think in terms of, I'm, again, this could be an absolute blinder mm. because Samoa won't give a fuck, will they? No. They're so ragged off. They might just, so it could go either to, they're going to throw the ball around because they don't care. Then they're just going to start punching people because they don't care. <laughs> you know, what are they yeah. going to do? Well, fucking, yeah, so what? Yeah, ban me. What does it doesn't matter? I'll just go back to my club and actually earn some money. Thanks. <laughs> and then, like, I, there's a few of those Scotland forwards as well. They're
0: quite looking forward to being dragged into a scrap. I reckon they're quite like the prospect of it. Yes. I know Jim Hamilton's retired, but there's still a few. His spirit is still <laughs> looming over that Scotland pack.
1: Have you seen the videos of um, John Barclay constantly frightening Stuart Hogg? Yes. It's infantile, yeah. but God, it's funny.
0: Yeah, he's so ah, you bastard! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every time. And I'd like to. I'm glad that Robbie's on because, as you can hear as element, he does worse accents than me. You can oh, hear yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So much worse. Don't ask me to do anything other than vaguely northern and even I don't ask me to do that
1: <laughs> don't do specifically northern like yorkshire or lancashire or yeah um yes yeah, so it's going to be a good game i think um interesting to see what scotland will do predictions wise i think you're talking scotland comfortably here yeah i think i think it'll be quite physical for a while and then it will be all over hamish scrag got in touch on twitter if that's your real name that's amazing <laughs> Hamish, hey, brilliant. Hamish hey, Scrag. Um, my nan was in school with a lady called Edith Scrag, so it is possible mm-hmm. for that to be a, from Lancashire. Obviously, it is the most northern name you can think of, isn't it, <laughs> Edith Scrag?
0: It sounds like what Hamish Watson would describe. Yeah, when I imagined he spoke like the Hulk, is that like when he gets into a fight
1: and he says, "Hamish hey, Scrag"? <laughs> yeah. So he said to go back to what he actually said. Off the yeah, one sorry. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. Well, yeah. How dare you go off on a tangent on this podcast? What are do you <laughs> doing? He says, because you know we talk about, um, we've previously spoken about the fact that Liam Williams has council estate strength. Yes. Well, he says that, Darryl, that Scotland New Scotland cap Jamie Batty mm-hmm. worked in an abattoir last year. Wow. So we could have abattoir strength. <laughs> and actually, you could probably see why he came on Vern Cotter's radar as well, <laughs> given that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I... looking forward to that. A bit of abattoir strength coming off the, coming off the bench, you know, and I kind of cold murderous eyes <laughs> because death doesn't trouble him yes look, finn russell
0: was a former stonemason and yet he doesn't really exhibit stonemason right. strength
1: that that sounds like something that's kind of you know an urban myth that's semi-made up and sort of sounds true finn russell <laughs> is a stonemason
0: yeah because he was sort of a
1: semi-pro until he was like 21 22 Amazing. and he was a stonemason yeah stonemason yeah because he's got well, actually because he has got quite fine arms you don't have to yeah. lift the stones and get a stone stonemason. Surely somebody brings it in and you just chip chip away at them. So, Because I'm always amazed by how thin his arms are, actually. Mm. looks like he, he needs to eat about four gallons of peanut butter to sort his <laughs> arms out. He, doesn't, he never seems to do that. So mm. there you go. That was our little walkthrough uh, in a completely uninformative manner, probably, what to expect this weekend. But hopefully it was something that you enjoyed. Thank you, Robbie, for your debut no, on the
0: podcast. No, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please get in touch. Please subscribe. Uh, let us know what you think. Try and be nice, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you about it all after the weekend. When on Monday, Josh will be back. See you soon, that.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: 18- plus.